Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, it's Monday. I know some people would love to time travel and have it be Friday afternoon all over again, but life just doesn't work yeah, that way. Yeah, well, unless you're the president of the United States, except he can't do it on a whim or on command. He, we, I've had this theory for a while now that he's like the time traveler's wife. He's an accidental time traveler. And he's not actually senile. He just is legitimately confused about what year it is and where he is. Because some days it's like he wakes up, it's 1937, and he's worried about, oh, that pesky Hitler over in Germany. Mm -hmm. And then some days he wakes up and it's 2037, and he's, (laughs) you know, worried about the rise of the uh, robot army. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. That would be an interesting miniseries. Yeah. But he time-traveled again over the weekend? He, he Well, actually, this morning. Oh! So he, today he was talking about the bipartisan gun safety bill that he signed. Oh, okay. And he was, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 1918. 17 dead. 1918? <laughs> yeah. So the tragedy at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, according to Joe Biden, accidental time-traveler, happened in 1918. Well... A hundred years earlier than previously believed. Hmm. Well, hey, man, that can happen to anybody. You think, you think it just he, rarely does, but it happens to him a lot. He just gets dropped into the place he doesn't know. They don't tell him what year it is. He has to figure it out himself. <laughs> well, a lot of the White House aides don't know. Really, the only people who know are Dr. Jill and Hunter Biden. And he picks up a paper, Chicago White Stockings win World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Parkland, Florida, 1918. Of course, yes. All right. Uh, So right now, with the economy the way it is, you're saying that the policies of Joe Biden are working? Who is saying that? Well, of course, people out of the White House are. More and more polls are showing that even Democrats want Joe Biden to not run for re-election. And the White House is very defensive about this, obviously. You understand why. Uh, White House economist Jared Bernstein, though, says Joe's fine. And his presidency is going great. This was on CNBC this morning. Okay. Uh, I uh, take you right to the job market and to this president's fingerprints. Time out. I'm sorry. I'm calling it early. Yeah. I don't know this person, but it already sounds like he doesn't believe his own BS. No. He sounds very nervous. He's a little shaky. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I uh, take your... You don't believe it. (laughs) I can already tell, dude. But go ahead, sling that crap. On uh, one of the strongest job markets in our history, okay? An unemployment rate that's been 3.6% for four months in a row. Stellar job growth. An incredibly strong labor market backdrop uh, to these inflationary pressures. But let's talk about energy, okay? The gas price is down uh, 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 more than 30 cents off of its peak. Yeah, but all the predictors are it's going back up. Okay. Uh, I'm trying trying to sell this, and it makes me uh, very nervous. Now, uh, some of that has to do with initiatives that this White House has taken, the president's behest, including measures to increase the supply of uh, of oil. Uh, So uh, I think if you actually look at what the president has done, uh, keep your head down, uh, that's, that's our assignment, and that's what we're trying to do. 
Hey, that's breaking news. Yeah. He start, what was that? Measures to increase the supply of, uh, of oil. Uh, so I missed what, that. What we are measures. The measures would be uh, tapping our strategic reserves and then selling a lot of those barrels to Europe and China. That's not what he just said. Mm-hmm. That's already here. Oh, no, that is news to me as well. I hadn't heard that. It's supposed to be in the reserves. Yeah. Okay. And why are we selling it to China? Does he know that? No, because Hunter Biden gets a cut of it. Yeah. Who would doubt that, by the way, at this point? Um, It was also an interesting weekend because you did have, well, as you would call it, David, clean up on Isle Joe. Yeah. uh, From something he said, reading the teleprompter, really. Yeah, well, well, Joe Biden was talking about abortion on Friday, and we talked about this a bit then. It appears he read teleprompter instructions going full Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> we all heard it, but the official White House transcript now added let me to it. So if you read it, it looks like he said let me repeat the line. No, he didn't. You're, you're being asked to just not believe your lying eyes and ears. Okay. So they added that later. Let me yeah. repeat the line. But then he would repeat the line. Yeah. He didn't repeat the line. No, he didn't repeat the line. So he just skipped ahead on the teleprompter? Is that what we're to believe also? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Come on, man. He goes backwards in time, not backwards on the script. <laughs> If you want him to repeat the line, you got to write the line twice. If you'll notice when he says that line, he's in black and white. So we went, <laughs> he went back to like six, 1967 and then we came back. Yes. Sometimes, man, you just got to take the L in life. Yeah. You just got to take the L. This makes it seem more ridiculous. No, no, no. Let me repeat the line. But then, well, he didn't repeat the line. Because is that also in the revised transcript that he uh, repeats the line? No, they just added let me. Repeat the line. Okay. But if you are actually putting that on a teleprompter for anybody, it would state the line again. Yes. Jeez. These people are bad. They're all bad at their job. Every single one. He needs to do a black and white with the old-timey piano playing in the background and then the captions so we can read along. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of reading off a teleprompter, Mm -hmm. oh, man, did you see what happened to this news anchor? I haven't seen this yet. It was pretty incoherent. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Weekend local news anchor, Albany, New York. Uh, she's been suspended now pending an investigation after this nightmare of a broadcast on Saturday. Uh, Heather Kovar works for the local CBS affiliate, and she was pretty much incoherent. Now, she says it was exhaustion. She had just gotten back from taking some time off to deal with her dying father. Yeah. So she comes back in. She's doing double shifts. Mm-hmm. On Saturday and Sunday. And on Saturday, you know, anyway, just, just listen to this. Okay. 105 degrees in Texas today. I just spoke with my mother. That's what she's dealing with. It's a major heat wave. And it is, it's, it's just heading everywhere. We're so lucky. It's only 80 degrees here. We are really lucky here in the capital region. I mean, let me tell you about that. These areas are reaching such areas. I mean, it's Houston, Austin, San Antonio. I mean, they're not expected. You look uncomfortable, Robbins. I am uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. 
obviously there's something going on there. Yes. What are you thinking it is? Well, unless you are calling a Chicago Cubs game in 1988, that's a problem right there. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Roll on. It has happened. Like, you don't need us telling you that it's bad. It's like, like people are being told to like stay inside, mm. drink a lot of water. And we are just lucky. This weekend right here is so amazing. Uh, uh, meteorologist Craig Adams is right here with you. Of Uh-oh. course, clearly, like here, we're taking a live look over uh, downtown Albany. And, and of course, just like me, meteorologist Craig Gold is working a double shift. See, unless you're the president of the United States, that's alarming. Yeah. I mean, think about that, actually, for a second. <laughs> She's being suspended in order for her employer to investigate what happened. Like, was she drunk? Was she on some medication? What happened right. here? The president of the United States just this morning <laughs> said that the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas happened in 1918. Yes. In 1918. Yes. And and we're we're supposed to believe that's just a stutter. Of course. Yes. I mean they I feel I actually honestly feel kind of bad for this lady cuz I you know we don't know what exactly was going on. No. You know, could it be that, you know, obviously she's stressed out, she's working long hours. She's just been through the grief and trauma of losing a parent. Here's the thing, man. Uh, To that point, did you know the whole story before you heard the audio or saw it? No, I didn't know that until I looked for the update this morning. Okay. You have a totally different opinion once you know the backstory. Yeah. Or at least I did. I'll just speak for me. You don't, Scott. Well, I do, but I mean, if it was brought on by booze, that's one thing. But we don't know whether it was or not. You, that's the thing, and, man. And, and, you and, don't and, know. And I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead before I, you know, completely make fun of her. Then I'll wait and see what happens in the investigation. Um, I'm sure that Adam Kinzinger has called a congressional hearing on it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, man. When you're going through loss like that, so she is in Albany, but she goes to Texas, and... You know, they're burying her dad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've thing, lost yeah. a parent, you, sure. you know all about that. Yep. Depending, some people will end up taking an antidepressant for a little while. It might be some sort of anti-anxiety medication. Who knows? And she's working double shifts. You're not quite sure what's going on. And, I, yeah, there's something that it sounds like is impairing her for sure. Yes. But, boom, suspended. And then yeah. investigation, we got to find out. Yeah, man, I do. I, I have some sympathy for her, for sure. I wonder if she had taken, like you said, like a Xanax or something like that. But it seems like and, she would have said that. Well, like I was under medication for my duress. Some and, people don't want to talk about that. And really, I I, I'm mm-hmm. wondering who's minding the ship at that television station? Why do you let her do a whole show? Put the freaking weather guy in there or something. I mean, you've got live bodies there. Anything's better than that. You just let this woman humiliate herself. I had to take a guy off the air once because he was drunk. I had to go to the radio station, 2 o'clock in the morning, remove him. But you hired me back. I know I did. <laughs> I'm joking. We no, it wasn't me. wasn't you. No. I, that wasn't me. No, but it happened. I mean, yeah. it happened. The guy was hammered. It was, yes. you know. But you think about it this way, too. And we know this from the news business, TV news, different outlets. On the weekend, it's not like it used to be. It might be some kid running the ship, and he doesn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. You're not quite sure. Now, you have another clip, David. Oh, yeah. It's, it's how they wrapped up the show. 
Okay. The New York Mets back in action in New York series against their National League rival, Miami Marlins. You know how much we love the, you know, the Mets and the Yankees and all this, and we're keeping you up to date. All right, and so we're talking about sports, and so as we continue, we're going to let you know what we can expect as we continue right on in to the next break. All right, you know, developing now, we are learning more of a massive explosion. After oh, ran man. out of time. Yeah. Yeah, keep us up to date on that one, David. I know you're, you're so on the alert that list. That tease I, was right when they left? Yeah. It was like oh she boy. just started talking about something else. Yeah. Oh, oh buddy. I oh, hope God. everything's all right there. Man, oh, man. Um, well, you probably heard about Elon Musk, the Twitter deal. He says, no, I can't trust him. Too many bots. You know what Donald Trump said about Elon Musk? <laughs> you want to hear this straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Elon Musk is a bleep bleep artist. Who said that? Donald Trump. Yeah, he weighed in on Elon Musk's attempt at buying Twitter. By the way, Elon Musk appears to be trying to walk away from that deal now, saying, no sale. You lied about the bots. You lied about the, the, the foundation of this, con- of, this, uh, of this company. Yep. I have a problem with this. I'm going to walk away. Uh, there are going to be a lot of questions asked about this going down the road. But uh, Donald Trump, you know, he's got the truth social thing. So I think he looks at Elon Musk as a competitor. And here's yes. what he had to say during a rally in Anchorage. Elon, Elon is not going to buy Twitter. Where did you hear that before? From me. From a fake account. She says fake. A lot of them. Nah, he's got himself a mess. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. So he's another bullshit artist, but he's not going to be buying it. He's not going to be buying it. Although he might later. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? He's got a pretty rotten contract. I looked at his contract. Not a good contract. But he's not. Sign up for truth. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. Yeah, Go ahead, Scott. That's just so Trump, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it's so Trump. This is this is the thing. It, it, you hear that and you go, oh, man. It seems like just yesterday we had better times, right? With this guy. <laughs> right? What goes through my head is, okay, not only does he have the truth social, and he said it's on fire. I well, of course that, he said that. I know, but the, the reports have been, it's been very lackluster. Yeah, yeah it's, it has been. Yeah. Um, but also... You know, I'm sure he wasn't happy with Elon Musk talking about Ron DeSantis in really that glowing terms. Yeah. I think there was more to it, mm-hmm. at least to me. Yeah. But with the Elon Musk deal, um, there are different people talking about, well, there's three magic words that is really um, going to rule what happens next. And that was from Greg Wilson. He said, material adverse effect. Because if you're looking at 25% bots that are on Twitter, that's been the prediction, yeah, the thought. And Twitter comes back and says, well, we did the investigation. It's 5%. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm paraphrasing the entire story, but basically Elon Musk says, well, how did you do the research? Let's, let's see it. Well, no, you can't, can't see how we did that. Well, then I can't trust it. So no, deal's off. And, you know, you look at the price right now per share he offered to pay 54 dollars and 20 cents per share things in the 30s now 
And so some people are believing, you know what, Elon Musk never had any intention of buying Twitter. I have no idea. I mean, we've talked about this before. It could be it could be one of those people that looked at Twitter and said, this is completely unfair. Um, you're, it's a hatchet job to free speech. Okay? They're bad people. Mm-hmm. They deserve to get knocked down a peg. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Like this whole elaborate plan. Yeah. Watch me devalue this entire thing. Could be. And show these people for who they are. You know, the other thing that's interesting, just within the last couple of weeks, Jordan Peterson got booted off of Twitter uh, for hateful speech. And that was a trans issue again. To me, it wasn't hateful. He's just being honest. And then conservative Dave Rubin goes to defend Jordan Peterson, and he got booted. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe the practice would start to change a little bit. And I think it has to some degree. But still, you got people getting booted off for basically free speech you know, type of behavior. So we'll see where all this goes. Any predictions? Um, yeah, I kind of feel like this was a kamikaze event where it is really just not only trying to devalue Twitter itself, but also expose it. Because anybody who's been on Twitter for any amount of time knows that a lot of the users who are dictating what trends, what is popular, what's a dominant worldview are probably not real people. You know, it's like Sharon 429X1300 or Captain Moobs 424 (laughs) Eva, you know, whatever. All these bots that just happen to be, I don't know, tweeting the exact same word-for-word message out there that gets a topic to trend. that gets, And then it winds up on the evening news of all things. This is the weirdest thing, but... You're controlling the conversation. Yeah. I am. I'm Captain Moobs 456. <laughs> so that's that's legit. Um, man, a lot to get to. Uh, the first lady is speaking at a Latinx event in San Antonio no, today. No, no. Oh yes, and parents and the vaccine for kids under five. How's that going? Get to it all coming up. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Hey, remember when we kept hearing the reports of all of the parents that were waiting for a vaccine for toddlers, kids under the age of five? Yeah, and it was basically fake news. I mean, there are some parents who are eager to get their two-year-olds this COVID shot, but it's not the majority, and it's really not close. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, I'm just going to say. Hold on. Now, I'm a faithful viewer of the Today Show. Uh Okay, and they told me people couldn't wait. Well, you remember this. Really be able to afford some solid protection that'll give some parents confidence about getting back out. Yeah, because for those parents that just don't understand statistics, they would feel good about that vaccine, apparently. They were lined up like a Rolling Stones general admission concert. (laughs) Couldn't wait to get those kids up there and get them stuck. Well... And again, we saw story after story of parents and kids that just couldn't wait for the vaccine. Back out. Many parents eager for their children's chance to get the shot. We've been waiting the longest out of everybody um, for vaccines, for protection. This comes at a time when COVID Mm. continues to spread. Cases now rising nationwide in all but three states. Yeah, that was a little while back. So you knew people were lining up. Yeah, they were. Interesting. Uh, See a new report. Hmm. 
You know the percentage of eligible eligible children under the age of five that are received the vaccine? How many? Um, do you want to guess this? Or I'm going to guess you... like five percent. Wow. Okay, David. Four uh, percent. Uh, you still uh, tripled it. It's one point three percent. Yeah. One point three percent. Boy, you would never know it looking at the breathless coverage, though, and the excited parents. Is it safe to say if it would have been 20%, it would have been less than the hype we saw? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely, yeah. From were, all the outlets at, pushing that propaganda. Absolutely, oh. because you were under the impression when you saw that, that overwhelmingly the majority of, of parents were going to get their kids and get them in the car, put them in the car seat and go. And, yeah. and, I, and I've got two kids in this age group. Um, and I'll tell you this, man, it's amazing watching news coverage telling me that i'm anti-vax because i don't i'm not running to get my toddler and my 10 month old yeah this vaccine it's like no i i mean i got the first two covid shots i did my wife did while she was pregnant she got both both shots mm-hmm. uh with our second kid um but what they're discounting when they just say all oh, these anti-vaxxers or oh, these these misinformed people, what they're discounting is that there are pediatricians who are not outright advising against it. Some are, but a lot of them are like, nah, nah, you can wait on this. It uh, there are a lot of pediatricians out there who are not pressuring parents into getting this vaccine. Absolutely. And again, when you just look at the statistics, and the one thing that no one can refute is we don't know the long-term effects of the vaccine. We don't. No. no For kids, seven we? years? You don't know. We don't know anything. No. We don't know. And I've had three. And the ill effects of the vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, people that want to tell those stories, they get smooshed, hammered down. Shush, shush. So, which makes people, well, trusted even less. So, but 1.3%, I thought that was wow. That is lower than I had even yeah. anticipated. Pretty wild. Um, did you hear about, um, do you remember Trump's Surgeon General? Oh, yeah. yeah Jerome, Jerome Adams. Adams. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I thought this was pretty crappy. What he tweeted to this kid, David. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't like it. So he he had put out there on Twitter over the weekend, today's, uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but we will never lock down again is a political campaign slogan, not a real and honest discussion about pandemic policy. We never locked down before, uh, so we can't do it again. And there are a lot of people out there who say, okay, well, right, we didn't, you know, have people getting taped into their homes, but... When you lose everything, if you're a kid and you were a freshman at the beginning of this thing, you've never known regular high school in, no, some, you in, a, lot of, in a lot of places in this country. If you're a third grader, you've never been to public school, really, in a lot True. of places. Yeah. Um, so somebody responded saying, well, yeah, I mean, I lost out on a lot of high school events, my graduation ceremony, prom, things like that, which... Again, in the grand scheme of things, you can say is not this huge thing, but it is significant still. Yes. I mean, my freshman year of college, I, yeah. I lost all of that stuff. I didn't get to experience it because of the lockdowns. Right. And so he, Jerome Adams, fired back saying, I appreciate what you went through. I have three school-age kids who went through the same. 
I, I respectfully would suggest people like Brittany Griner or my brother, who actually was in prison in 2020, would argue that there are different degrees of lockdown hell. Okay. No, Jerome. This person didn't do anything against the law. Yeah. They just couldn't experience life. What a dope. It's seriously. No, I know. I know. And I go back and think to myself, I'm sorry, Jerome Adams. You lost all credibility a long time ago, if you remember. Well, it's important for folks to know that face masks are not recommended for the general public. Uh, they're, they're, too they're, they're not, okay? So just stop it with you going to get a mask. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, go get the mask. Well, it's important for people to understand that once upon a time, we prescribed cigarettes for asthmatics and leeches <laughs> and cocaine and heroin for people as medical treatments. When we learn better, we do better. And the WHO are you saying... At that time, you did not know because the CDC in February was looking at asymptomatic transmission of the virus. We, we were looking at that, but the CDC, the WHO, and even in May, there was a New England Journal of Medicine article that still disputed whether or not masks were effective. <laughs> but wear your mask now. You've always been part of the problem. You know, People like you. Can I just say this about the Brittany Griner thing? Because he uses that as an example. Sure. Brittany Griner actually is in a good position right now because she never, ever again, at least temporarily anyway, will have to hear our national anthem. That is true. I mean, you're always looking for a positive there's in any a, there's situation. A, there's right? a positive there. That's the, the glass is half full because she detests it. So she'll the never WNBA have to hear star that never wanted to hear the national anthem. Ever has been in the Russian jail for right, well, months. She doesn't have to hear it anymore. That would be real torture if they play the national anthem of America in her cell. <laughs> That'd be a problem. By the way, you brought up something that I didn't even know, but apparently you enjoyed it over the weekend. It was the WNBA All-Star Game? Yeah, they all wore Brittany Griner warm-up jerseys. Did you wear? Did you buy one? Like a? I already had one, please. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Were you wearing it while you were well, watching? Well, of course I was, because I watched the game. I put on the gear, man. Come on. Excellent. Yes. You are a fan. I appreciate it. Big fan. That's awesome. Uh, A little bit later, First Lady Jill Biden is going to be speaking at a Latinx event (laughs) in San Antonio. (laughs) What? That's what? That's the word. That's the word. The white liberals prefer is Latinx. I I know. I know. Latinos and Latinos don't like it, but for the white liberals, they insist on saying latinx yeah they were the inventors of the word yes i think it's kind of amazing new york Times has or the new york times has pulling out where uh among hispanics in a hypothetical matchup between joe biden and donald trump they are statistically tied it's like 42 to 39 right now which is within the margin of error Mm -hmm. biden a little bit ahead and Democrats are still doubling down on the Latinx or Latinx thing. And so First Lady Jill Biden will be in San Antonio today. There's a luncheon going on at the Grand Hyatt on the San Antonio Riverwalk. Uh, it is the La- Latinx Inclusion Luncheon. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's, it I'm, I'm not. not making that up. No, it's, oh my it's gosh. I-N-C-L-U-X-I-O-N. <laughs> Latinx and Kluxian. In Kluxian, yes. Kluxian. <laughs> yes. So, so she'll be introduced as the first Ladex, I'm sure. <laughs> Latinx and Kluxian. It sounds like a late night Cinemax show or something. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Welcome to the Latinx. 
Coluxian. <laughs> Coming up after this presentation of Blue Lagoon, it's Latinx and Cluxian. Grab your terry cloth bathrobes and join us. An erotic uh. space saga. I should never have said it. Sometimes I have a line. I should just hold on to it because you know where it's going. Okay, speaking of Jill Biden, she was in the news for another reason over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, the Army has now suspended retired Lieutenant General uh, Gary Valesky. Uh, Gary Valesky used to head up communications for the U.S. Army. He is retired, but he does a mentorship, or he serves in a mentorship role. Um, they have now suspended him from that mentorship role and placed him under investigation because he made fun of, well, First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, it was in response to Jill Biden's June 24th tweet about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, and she says, oh, this is going to have a negative impact on women, whatever. And uh, Lieutenant General Valesky says, glad to see you finally know what a woman is. <laughs> like, That's you hilarious. Do, you can't do that, though. You cannot insult the first lady, which I actually think we, we've got a real problem here because he did also earlier criticize Liz Cheney uh, when she was talking about the January 6th committee. Oh, this is going to be free of partisan politics or something. And he responded saying, this is all about partisan politics. No one in the White House or no one in the military at the Pentagon had anything to say about that. But you go after Dr. Jill, well, <laughs> now you're going to be investigated. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For that, how is that offensive? You people don't know what a woman is. He's like, congratulations, he's being supportive. No. Suspended. Give me a break. Saw this, uh, as we'll often say on the show, I guess I'm the only one that says it. Here to help, not to hurt. You know that. Here, uh-oh. I, I feel like this is directed at me, but go ahead. How? Why? I don't know. Go ahead. I'm just... It's, I didn't write it. I know. I know. Go yeah, ahead. I just happened to see it today. It was from right. the Wall Street Journal. Title of the piece. Many baby boomers will soon need adult supervision. God. Soon. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What it brings up is how many elderly Americans will need a caregiver because of mental or physical issues. Mm -hmm. According to the American Association of Retired Persons, 70% of people over 65 will need long-term services and support, but many won't get it because there aren't enough caregivers. It's a shortage. I mean, there's going to be a national shortage of 150,000 caregivers by 2030. That seems like a huge number. Hmm. Millennials are over there cracking their knuckles going, who's the snowflake now, boomer? (laughs) Right. You just might need me after all. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of people, you get to a certain age, you know, if you are married... One spouse dies, and then you're on your own, and you're certainly needing help. And who's going to be there to help? So that's going to be one of the things that's going to be an issue in, in oh, times ahead. Boy, what? I don't know. Just one more thing to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> that's my greatest fear, man. I'm just going to get stuck in a windowless room, and no one will come see me. No one. Or <laughs> going to have some millennial nurse ratchet come by. With some right. avocado toast, and they're going to try to force feed it to you. Right. <laughs> what does it taste, old man? How does it taste? So that's one of your fears? 
Well, among many, but yeah, that certainly is one of them, yeah. Is that why you spend so much time trying to foster good relationships now? That's why I feel like I should start smoking again. Yes, no, no. Just go to the grave early, man. Right. Don't risk it. Start smoking. Drinking. Oh, boy. Okay, much more to get to. Um, dude, with the Supreme Court justices, it took another step in the wrong direction. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did you hear about this liberal group, DC Service? Or I'm sorry, Shut Down DC is the name oh, of the Oh, yeah, group. I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what they did, too. So, yeah, they tweeted out to the DC Service industry workers. Uh-huh. Saying, if you see Brett Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, or John Roberts, DM us with the details. We'll Venmo you $50 for a confirmed sighting and $200 if they're still there 30 minutes after your message. God. So this was after Brett Kavanaugh was at a Morton Steakhouse and a bunch of protesters showed up. By the way, I don't know if you heard the statement that Morton Steakhouse released. I did. There's a time and place for everything. Disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency. Yeah. Get them out. Well, now these left-wing losers are making uh, reservations and then not showing up. It's like, okay, you know, you're just hurting the servers, right? The right. working-class people that, that you say you're on the side of. They don't care. They don't, and No, they don't care. It's only about burning it all down. That's right. That's it. And that was one thing that we learned the other day as far as, you know, a Supreme Court justice. You know, you're going out to dinner. As, l- as long as it's a peaceful protest, and you can always trust that with these abortion nuts, right? Oh, right. All very peaceful. No, nobody's been firebombing uh, pregnancy crisis centers. Or, I mean, Kavanaugh nearly killed. Yeah. Nothing like that. I mean, you can trust it. But peaceful, good-hearted people. Mm-hmm. Certainly rational. I couldn't believe that audio the other day from Karine Jean-Pierre. White House press secretary. Uh, people should be allowed to be to be able to do that in a restaurant. If it's outside of a restaurant, if it's peaceful, for sure. Really? Peaceful protest. Where you were, your first question so to me just, was so, intimidation. So these justices, because protesters do not agree with an opinion that they signed on to, have no right to privacy, is what you're but saying. But Peter, this is this is people have the right. To, this is what a democracy is. People, people have, have right the right. To of course, people have a right to privacy, but people also have a right uh, to be able to protest peacefully. Is that peacefully? <laughs> it's the intimidation and the violence that we condemn. I mean, you're walking into a restaurant, Scott. You're a Supreme Court justice. They're hurling insults. It's vile, and then somebody just throws something at you—a piece of gum or something. What do you mm-hmm. do? You get up and smack them. Kind of whack them right over the head. I'm bringing a club with me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a piece of audio from Friday that a lot of people mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't live. I'm going to play a clip from Friday. It was. I'm going to be the whacker if that's the case. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's going to live on for a while. I'm a Marvel character now. The whacker. <laughs> he uses See both from... hands to fight crime. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, gas prices have been going down. That's right. That's right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's temporary. Yeah, probably just temporary. And AAA had a report out about this. Because the Biden White House right now is t- is trying to say, hey, look, we did stuff. And, well, he didn't actually do stuff. Uh, what happened here is that the drop is primarily due to diminished demand at the pump uh, for the week ending July 2nd, which is kind of wild, man. You're talking about heading into a a three-day weekend, July 4th weekend, Mm -hmm. and same-store gasoline demand by volume fell about 7% compared to last year. And what does that tell you? I mean, that's evidence that people were changing travel plans. Sure. Yes. And so that left the supply a little bit higher and that drives down the price you also have the price of oil last week briefly dipping below a hundred dollars per barrel because of concerns of a recession yeah well and the gas situation is so good that biden is trying to get people to understand why it's such a great idea to go to saudi arabia right like, and beg for oil. Like, if the policies are working, then why are you going to Saudi Arabia, which he once said he wanted to make a pariah state? Correct. Why are you going to beg them to pump more oil? Yes. Well, I mean, you have, you know, some Democrats saying, what are we doing? I mean, the, yeah. the human rights violations here. Well, it, and it, it's not just that either. I think there are some Democrats, one, recognizing that this is now a historically unpopular president, and they're trying their best to unchain themselves from the dead hooker they've got on their wrist. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, they're coming out and and they're saying, hey, we need to be increasing domestic supply. We need to be uh, allowing oil and gas companies. I mean, Ro Khanna was one of them. And I was actually kind of surprised. Democratic representative coming out. Yeah, because usually a nut. Without yeah, any yeah. common sense. And I, I'm, I was kind of surprised when he comes out and he's like, no, we need to be looking at producing here. In fact, he went an extra step and said, why are we exporting oil at all right now? Yeah, a lot of people have the same question. We could be doing it, but we're not. But it's okay as long as it's produced other parts of the world. Right. Then, it, then the environment's going to be better, okay? Our commitment to green energy. It's... It, it makes no sense. Have they answered the question as to why they're doing this? Why they're sending oil to China? But, no. I mean, you've got is partnerships. It, does that come up with a, at all during any of the No good answer recently? I've heard. David? Uh, no. The okay. Europe thing, they could, they're, not, they're not doing it, but you could defend it by saying, look, they're facing a serious energy crisis right now because right. of the uh, sanctions on Russian energy. Um, so we're trying to help them out so that we can help them stay in this for the long haul when it comes to Russia's invasion of Ukraine and, and our attempts to punish Russia for doing so. But sending it to China, which is right. also buying oil from Russia, Russia, makes absolutely no sense unless you're really trying to uh, solidify business relationships that you or your cronies or, I don't know, your crackhead son might benefit from. Right. Gosh dang, man. And there's another rabbit hole. 
don't have time to go down it right now. We do it, if not later today. We'll be talking about it this week because you're hearing it more and more. You're going to be looking at starvation for not just thousands, millions of people. Oh, yeah. That's no joke. You're hearing it more and more and more. I just got a note from Compassion International. I know we give it to different charities. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is coming. There are going to be people that are going to be starving. Yeah. And, because of what's going on. And it may actually be too late to turn it around. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you really trying to get after it now, you could save a lot of people, but it's not going to stop yeah. all the deaths from starvation right now. It's it's a dire situation. Something else to get to. Um, what is the story of the pregnant woman, David? Oh, gosh. This woman in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is fighting a traffic ticket because she says her unborn baby should count as a person so she can go in the HOV lane. You know, this is some lefty loon who's just trying to make a point. Uh, Brandy Batone is from Plano, and she says she got an uh, she got trapped in an HOV enforcement operation. She's in, you know, the carpool lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the police officer asked if anyone else in the, was in the car, she said yes and pointed to her belly because she's uh, 35 weeks pregnant, I think. Uh, she's mad because the cop says, no, that doesn't count for the HOV lane. It's two people not connected to one another. Right. Uh, so here's what she said. Of course, she gets on CNN because they love this. <laughs> and so I just kind of was in shock. And I was like, well, in light of everything that's happened, and I'm not trying to make a huge political stance here, but do you understand that this is a baby? And he kind of just brushed me off and um, asked me to go to the other officer to get my citation. Uh, Was the baby taking up another seat? I'm not trying to make a political statement. Right. What do you call it then? He said, ma'am, honestly, if you go and fight this, I'm sure it'll get dropped. Which then, of course, that kind of boiled my blood that not only did did I get dismissed and didn't have a a conversation about it, but I also now just wasted my time, and I'm going to have to waste my time uh, July 20th fighting a ticket that I feel that I shouldn't have gotten. And I'm going to waste more time going on this network that's yeah. watched by very few people. Yeah, well, I, you know what, though, man? I, I actually am in 100% support of allowing pregnant women to use express lanes and all of that, or HOV lanes. It's for okay. public safety, really. I'm just thinking because my wife never has road rage except for the two times she was pregnant. Oh, they, we should get like a little decal that you can put on your license plate <laughs> that says pregnant lady stay 30 yards back. <laughs> and because, you know, it could be the, the hormonal stuff going on. It could be they just have to stop and pee. That could be. So, yeah, they, they should be allowed to go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. And, yeah, use the HOV lane. I'm all for it. Let's go. But as a guy, if you're pissed off, can you use it? Uh, no. Can I touch one of those things? You know, it changes color when you put your finger on it to tell you what mood you're in. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're in a bad one, you, you can it's use m- it. Yeah. Mood ring toll tax. <laughs> mood, mood I like it. <laughs> sure. Maybe you could try to sell the I'm a pregnant person thing, Scott, but yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Right, how do you know, right? <laughs> well, you just got to fill up at the Golden Corral. <laughs> you see this? You see it? I got a rose baby coming. Look at this. Oh, David, I think you and I saw the same story of this girl from, oh, where is she from? She transitioned at She's age from 13. California. It's and sad. she's 17 now. Yeah. This is another one of those stories Dude. of someone going through the, quote, transition with a ton of regret. You're going to see it more and more. And it honestly, it's heartbreaking. It is. And it also ticks you off because there were no adults around to stop it. Yeah. Democrats have gone all in 
on what they call gender-affirming care for kids, which really what that means is having kids take dangerous hormone therapy and potentially surgically removing their breasts or genitals, even if they're healthy, healthy children. This is yes. evil. This is horrible Absolutely. what they're doing. It is child abuse. Um, well, it, it's, they're trying, it's an experiment. Yeah. So Gosh. Florida Surgeon General put out this video. It's from a hearing about what these young men and women who are detransitioning are going through. And this is a woman or a young, uh, young lady named uh, Chloe uh, Cole. She's 17 now, as you said. She started taking puberty blockers at 13. She had top surgery, meaning removing the breasts, at 15. And then a year later, she started to detransition because it wasn't for her. Uh, and there was also some testosterone, too, correct? Yeah. yeah. You can tell it in the voice. Yeah. Uh, and so she starts, or she says that she's only now finding out about the lifelong physical side effects of what she went through. And this is heartbreaking, man. It is. I don't know if I'll be able to fully carry a child. Um, and I might be at increased risk for certain cancers, namely cervical cancer. And because I do not have my breasts, I, I no longer have breasts. I, I'm not able to breastfeed whatever future children I have. You're wincing, Robbins. It's just so sad, man. I hear that and just... I know. It really brings it home when you hear somebody say that. I mean, we yes. talk about it, but it's, you know, you hear... Oh, my God. Yeah, there's more. What here. are we doing? I know. That realization actually was um, one of the biggest things that led to me realizing that I, this was not the path that I should have taken. Right. And a lot of times when you see society start to crumble it's because there are so many you know pretty good-hearted people that just kind of want to get along they don't they don't want to offend anybody they just kind of want to live a comfortable peaceful life mm -hmm. and you just kind of go with the flow and you keep going with the flow yeah. you cannot go with the flow on that you no, can't no no you you're right. You're going to be hearing more and more of these stories as the years go on because yes. there's a whole generation of kids who've had this forced upon them by, like you said, in some cases, good-hearted adults who thought they were doing the right thing and, in my opinion, straight-up evil human beings who are saying this is the only way. And if you say that a healthy 15-year-old girl shouldn't get a double mastectomy for no reason, they want to say you want that kid to kill themselves. Okay. That's an abusive relationship. They need to sit down. And there are some states who are saying uh, we need to ban this, and I'm all for that. But it doesn't go far enough. We should be criminally prosecuting the doctors yep. and counselors who do this. Yes. It's child abuse. There's no two ways around it. I worry, too, about the trendiness. Oh, it's a social contagion. You know, I worry about that. It, that's in play. There's no question about it. It is. Especially with the girls that are identifying as boys. Sort of an attention-getting or grabbing yes. device. It's about know? being part of a club. It's it, just like, good God, man. Think about how crazy the world is when you're 13 yeah. and the need for acceptance. You have all this stuff going on, and to have these people take advantage of these kids for their own Jeez. cause is terrible. Um, cautionary tale here. Um, I, although it's gone, you don't have to worry about eating it now. Apparently, Starbucks pulled its... <clears throat> Satisfyingly savory sandwich. Hmm. It's a chicken sandwich. Apparently short-lived. Uh, there were uh, uh, complaints of the Rhea. 
Ooh. After consuming the satisfying chicken sandwich? Correct. Mm. Yes. Uh, the company issued a voluntary stop-sell on this chicken sandwich a couple of weeks ago and has dismissed any claims that this chicken maple butter and egg sandwich put customers at risk. It didn't put anybody at risk, they say. Okay, it the product failed to meet quality standards. They did say that, but it, no one was at risk. Okay, no foodborne illness, anything like that. But according to the New York Post, customers and even some employees were sharing like these horror stories. Um, one person said, I am suing for the worst diarrhea of my life. Oh my. I have been living in my bathroom for two days now. Oh, no, oh. daddy. <laughs> two days? <laughs> That's just what their coffee is supposed to do to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, did Chipotle and Starbucks get together? <laughs> well, you what get, happened? You could drink those medications, or you could just eat one of those sandwiches before the colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, what's coming across the border? No big deal. Just 5,000 pounds of meth. We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. How many pounds of meth was found coming across the well, border? 5,000 pounds of meth found coming across the border. Play the new game. 5,000 pounds of meth on the wall. 5,000 <laughs> pounds of meth. Uh, four guys have been arrested and charged with federal drug trafficking offenses after an estimated record-breaking two and a half tons of meth was seized from a box truck that had just crossed the border between the United States and Mexico. It was found in National City, California, uh, the San Diego area, around... Five o'clock Thursday. And you know what, man? I, I got to be honest. I, I Something doesn't sit right with me with this whole thing. Okay. Because you're telling me that somebody is taking millions of dollars worth of meth into a major metropolitan area during rush hour. Hmm. hmm. So I, I'm not suggesting that the federal government is setting anybody up here. I'm not saying that, but I wonder what actually got through. Yeah. Because that that just seems like someone wanted that truck to get found. That is interesting. And I can't help <laughs> one thought I had. And it's crazy, but I'll just admit it. I'm like, well, meth is terrible, but at least it wasn't fentanyl. Yeah. Because that's far more deadly. Well, yeah. But I'm, you know it's going bad when you're thankful for meth. Right? Yes. <laughs> Oof, I dodged a bullet there. God Only bless meth. this meth. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Savage, yes, in San Diego. By the way, just want you to know, and this was said just within the last couple of months, um, I know as far as Border Patrol, they've had a very difficult job. There's no doubt about it. I don't think a lot of people would want to trade places with them. Um, but as far as the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Mayorkas, yeah. um, sometimes he's underappreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah. because, well, and every once in <laughs> yeah, a while, he is. <laughs> you know, he needs to remind people that they've, they've done a great job. You know? We have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens <laughs> seeking to enter the United States. It's done a great job with this. Huh? been fantastic yeah golly what an absolute disaster that we're going to be dealing with for decades oh yeah and no end in sight no it's just more and more people every single day there's no will to end it it's not even covered no not anymore okay 
No, it, it'll take, honestly, more people dying in the back of a truck. That is so sad. Yeah. And so there was outrage for, what, two days? Yep. Okay. January 6th. <laughs> and there you go. On a lighter note, uh, there was a poll out. found that almost two-thirds of Americans think it's fine to eat dip straight out of the bowl with a spoon. Oh, what's wrong with that? Okay. Oh, man. Go ahead, Scott. I'm not a dip guy, so you guys can have this out. I, I like dips. I do. Um, one of my favorite is French onion. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine taking a big spoonful of French onion dip, though. It's like chunky French onion soup, okay? I, I don't... I, I couldn't. It's French you, onion It's like the depth of depravity. I used to think eating beanie weenies out of a can was the depth of depravity, but that's even worse. Well, what are you supposed to do? You got some dip that's about to go bad, and you don't have any chips. I mean... Oh, gosh. I, okay. Some people get the drunk munchies, all right? <laughs> You're just going to eat it, right? Save on the carbs. Just, all right. Why a spoon? Just put your whole face in it. Oh, that sounds nasty. Yeah. All right. Now, that type of dip, is that the same? That, to me, is different than salsa. At least to me. I, yeah, I'd eat a spoonful of salsa, though. I'd eat a spoonful of salsa before I would French onion dip. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Okay, we can all agree on that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And so far today, David, biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the day, although somewhat underreported, is that Joe Biden seems to think that the shooting at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School happened in 1918. Yeah. What? He was on that time travel thing again. Yeah. And and related to that, it's interesting because you're really starting to see the knives out for Joe Biden because everybody realizes that this is not working. And so you've got abortion activists who are mad at him. You've got... rank-and-file Democrats who are mad at him. You've got voters who hate him. Did you hear what Chuck Todd had on over the weekend? No, I didn't hear this. Oh, I have it. Dude, you talk about the knives out. Yeah, they're out. You'll hear it. They're 1918. No, no, current day. We'll get to that (laughs) much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, yeah, people on the left are really ticked off at the White House right now. Oh, yeah. Well, pro-abortion activists are mad uh, at Joe Biden because they feel slighted by the lack of response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. They're like, hey, they we, knew about do? This. we knew about this for weeks. Why didn't you do something? What can you do? Do they say specifically what no. they want him to do? No, it's because these idiots, while passionate, have no idea how this government works. Right, they're just used to stompy foot, get my way. Yes. Uh, This was in the Washington Post. White House officials defended the urgency of Biden's response and the actions he's taken on abortion, which they argue are in mainstream or are in step with mainstream opinion. How? I don't know. But White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield, the lady that's leaving soon, Mm -hmm. uh, said in a statement, Uh, Joe Biden's goal in responding to Dobbs is not to satisfy some activists who have been consistently out of step with the mainstream of the Democratic Party. It's to deliver help to women who are in danger and assemble a broad-based coalition to defend a woman's right to choose now, just as he assembled such a coalition to win during the 2020 campaign. Okay, but the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives and many senators wanted to vote for this. passed a bill that was more extreme than Roe v. Wade. They actually wanted to defend 
uh, and codify abortion on demand for any reason up until the moment of birth. They wanted to yeah. do that. That so, is against the will of the people. But it's not outside of the mainstream of the Democratic Party if you're to believe the votes. Right. Well, and to me, this piece of audio tells you it's over for Biden. You're talking about the knives coming out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they know. It's over. If you saw Chuck Todd on NBC over the weekend. See, I made a point of not watching him because I wanted to have a nice Sunday. That's good. And guess what? You're going to hear it anyway. That's I what I always say. You're going to hear the clips. Right. I'm glad I'm hearing this one, I guess, though. Okay, it starts off. We'll just start here. This will be about a minute and a half, but it's a good breakdown because it's over for Joe. Starting off with someone ticked off about abortion. What going on is a massive human rights violation in our country, and he's not responding to that level. As many Democrats plead for a fighter, President Biden is pointing out the limits of his power. I'm just stating a basic fundamental notion. The fastest way to restore Roe Ro, <laughs> is to pass a national law codifying Roe. We have plenty of woe already. You know, yeah. Actually, that's a significant thing. I'm not even kidding. That he left that or that whoever was putting this package together mm -hmm. on Meet the Press left in the gaff, the, the, the woe, woe thing. Yes. Because usually they edit that stuff out. That's the whole thing. He's writing the script. Yeah. So he's trying to play news guy. You can tell it's like one knife after another yeah. after another that they're hurling at him. And that was just one. You're absolutely right, yeah. David. Roll on. After signing an executive order on access to abortion medication and emergency contraception. If you want to change the circumstances for women and even little girls in this country, <laughs> please go out and vote. Okay, not to talk about the knives out for Joe, but just that statement. That's the one where he leaned in to get closer to the camera. Go yeah. out and vote. And little girls, please, Joe. But anyway, go on. But some Democrats who did vote in 2020 are frustrated with the administration's failure to push through their agenda, pass the big-ticket legislation, and Biden's own reluctance or inability to use the bully pulpit to change people's minds. Democrats don't fight hard enough for nothing. Like, like right now, we might as well be in a recession, and they're not even trying to fight to help or nothing. And Biden, to me, he's just talking circles. <laughs> See, they leave that in. Yeah. He just talks in circles, and he does. I mean, you also sound like a whiny person, well, but yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're looking for a guy that's going to try to win people over with the oratory soaring skills, he doesn't have any. Well, of course not. He makes things worse. But it's not just that. She's yeah. saying, well, where it, you should be giving me stuff because of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. inflation. That's right. Biden was elected to restore competency and stability to Washington after Donald Trump. But his job approval trails other recent presidents, including Trump, at this point in the election cycle. Uh -oh. After a lingering pandemic, the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh -oh. failure to stem rising costs, failure to pass voting rights legislation, and a failure to substantially address climate change or immigration challenges. As the Biden administration. <laughs> or immigration. Like, immigration is way above climate change in terms of what people care about. Right. It's funny, man. But wow, you can tell. I, I got like 15 seconds. Right. Has the Biden administration done a good job handling the border? They haven't done enough. No. Whispers that Biden's age that and leadership up. style make him ill-suited to run again in 2024 have gone very public. If he served out, served out a second term, he would be 86 years old. Um, I'm not sure if any of us know of any... 86-year-olds who should be running the entire the entire country. That's the clip. Well, you know what, Chuck? Is this a big surprise? 
you cheerleaders that were rooting on Joe, bringing back normality and sensible leadership to this country uh, two years ago, three years ago. Now you're throwing him under the bus. Yes. Now you're pointing out everything we already told you. Yes. You. But it's only because they knew that ahead of time. You suck. They just turned on him. They've been trying to cover for him. Gosh. But they know it, there's no turning this around now with the American people. It's, so they're like, all right, knives are out. Uh, I'm just laughing because I know we have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about it for months that, you know, they're probably going to weaken to Bernie's this guy through the November elections. And then it's something's going to happen. It was a week ago, a little less than a week ago, we were having this exact conversation like what's going to happen? We're going to see the big pivot point happen. Yeah. Remember this conversation from last week? You know, yes. it's going to be really interesting is after the midterms. There might actually be one of these weird come-to-Jesus-style moments within the Democratic Party and potentially national media where if Joe doesn't, you know, step down because of the dementia thing, you know, it's going to be one of those like, oh, wouldn't you know what? I have dementia. i got to step down now for the good of the country or whatever. They might actually wake up one day and try to tell people, we just found out Joe and his crackhead son and his brother mm -hmm. uh, kind of were involved in some, I don't know, uh, untoward schemes with foreign adversaries. Yeah. And now there's more and more whispers about that, too. Absolutely. It's coming. Spot on. Totally believe it. You can see it. Meanwhile, um, some of these people that have been trying to provide cover with Biden, I mean, they're not the smartest people. Um, one is certainly Tiffany Cross. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the race card and the race card only. Mm -hmm. That's usually the play. Um, is that what we have again? Because usually that's what I'm looking for if we have a clip of her. Yeah, ki kind of. It's, okay. It's race adjacent, you could say. All uh, right. You've probably seen, here's the starting off point, you've probably seen one of the weirdest campaign ads in history. It's Rhode Island State Senator Tiara Mack on the beach in a bikini standing upside down and twerking. <laughs> Yes. So it's really stupid, and people are laughing at her. But liberals seem to think that a bunch of conservatives are outraged by the twerking. Nobody's outraged. We're laughing at her. That's ridiculous. Uh, here's MSNBC's oh. Tiffany Cross defending the booty shaking. I take it you've seen it, Scott. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. You just looped it on your phone? Yeah. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Tiffany. You know, people have to understand that younger people, it's time to pass the torch. You know, there are going to be younger people in Congress, and everyone kind of has to adjust their pearl clutching. So there was a state senator who was twerking on the beach, and this video went viral. I'm just going to say I'm not mad at the beach twerk, because as you get younger people involved in a political process, everybody chillax with your pearl clutching. You know what I mean? If you want to clutch your pearls, clutch your pearls at what happened on January 6th. No, you chillax. <laughs> yeah, I'm not offended. I'm just thinking, okay, no, you said everything you need to say. Right, what planet am I in? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> What's going on here? Is, there, is she standing on her head with her butt sticking out and twerking? And that's, that's my call to action to vote for her? <laughs> yes. What the hell is going on? Yes. And then to see any of her responses since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said, I tweak for abortion. Or I tweak. I twerk for abortion rights. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you showed them. 
Well, and it's, you know, I mean, sometimes I think the point of twerking, right, there is supposed to be something that is appealing to the viewer. Mm -hmm. Isn't that part of it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's not good. That's not good. It's it's like a lava lamp. (laughs) Kind of is. Yeah. (laughs) You just like Jello in a tray. (laughs) Yeah, but Jello's tasty. (laughs) It is. Oh man! Yes, and and again, she thought it was a good idea, and apparently the people around her said, "Yes, that's a good idea." Man, I misunderstood the whole thing. I thought somehow at first. It was like some goof. Me too. That got leaked, and then somebody put a fake ad. That was the real ad. No, that was the real ad, yes. Okay. Just to sort of get it. And you're just an uptight white guy. That's your problem. That's what it is. You pro-clutcher. I understand that as far as policy goes, she's on top of it. But just to get attention. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the only reason, apparently, and she said this, the only reason people are coming after her, okay, was because she is a black lesbian. She didn't say that, did she? Yes, she did. Did she really? Yes. I didn't even know that about her. Okay. It's going to be on the debate stage. You know, you've got, you just, every candidate has to stand on their heads and shake their ass in the air. <laughs> and the winner will have to to crush Joe, cans with it. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden just does it and right. tips over, you know. I don't, I don't think Joe Biden can twerk. <laughs> Hold on oh a second. Gosh. Let me let me find my thong. <laughs> okay, you know what? I don't even know if I want to go down this path because we got to move on. But you think of it this way. Okay, here's part of it. If you take, um, I would say a woman. Let's because this is a woman. All right, and she is a very bright politician. I don't care, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Right. And she has a low cut top where, I mean, the cleavage is just about to come out of the Mm -hmm. shirt. And that's your campaign ad. My opinion would be, okay, you don't need that. You can get elected without that. You don't need it. So my point is, even if it's appealing to a certain demographic, you don't need it. That's what people aren't going to. They're not going to vote on that. Right. But if it's not appealing, and this certainly isn't with this politician, and it's the upside down twerk, it's even worse. I just, I just see it and say, "Look out for the mudslide." <laughs> oh, oh goodness! Well, all right, I'll just move on. Uh, there were uh, some items that were uh, talked about in this survey about things that we buy and never use. You buy it, but then you never use it. Hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind? You want to think about this for a second? I don't. I can't think of anything I buy and don't use. Um. Oh, um, I thought of something. What's that? But your your little, uh, what do you call them? They're they're action figures. Well, I mean, I display them. You don't use them. You well, don't, I don't play take with them. them out and play with them. No, it's not the idea. Well, isn't it? That, it's that's a where collection. It's, that's where they started for kids, though. It was like the little action figures uh, that kids th- played I with. I don't think the Funko Pops are kids' things anymore. They, so it's not one it's of those a things. Collectors' thing. You're telling me that you don't have epic battles on the weekends between Getty know. Lee I, and I, I will tell Gene you Simmons? Getty will never move. <laughs> 
No, the biggest thing people said was cookbooks. You see, I don't own it. Oh, I never yeah. bought a cookbook in my life. I could see so. that. Yeah. Um, or home gym equipment. I hear about that all the time, but I think I'm so cheap if I buy anything. I'm going to use it. I, yes. Yeah. Like, you force yourself to do it because you don't want to see it go to waste. Right. Um, unnecessary stuff for your kids. Oh, gosh, yeah. Bunch of stuff they don't need. People do that with pets, too. I remember, oh, yeah. didn't you go through cat shirts for a while, David? Did I? Oh. What was it? Your cat, household, maybe. Uh, shirts for the cats. Yes. Because I have cat shirts, and I wear them proudly. Yes, but I know. Now, my uh, my wife liked them for Dexter, the cockeyed cat, because he gets a little bit worried when it storms. And it, having yeah. that is like a hug on him, and he likes his cat shirts. Really? Yes. That's, one, that's the first cat I've ever yeah. known that actually liked the shirt. I've never tried one. Mine doesn't like storms, though. I got one that doesn't like storms. I should try that. Maybe. By the way, Dexter, the cockeyed cat, is he okay? Is he still running into walls? Yeah, he is. Okay. Falling down. I guess he'll always have that. Oh, man. Did you know we're losing the fight against monkeypox? That was a serious health update. We got that and a news update as well coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So we're losing this fight. Against monkeypox. Yeah, apparently we're losing the fight against monkeypox. This is a primarily sexually transmitted disease that's mostly affecting promiscuous gay men. But the media is all in on this idea that the government should be doing more about it. I read this lengthy article in the New York Times, sorry, the failing New York Times over the weekend. Where they're saying, why, why isn't testing available? Why aren't vaccines available? And all this stuff going on and on and on about this. But the one thing that the experts praise is the Biden administration's approach, which was uh, the harm reduction approach, trying to meet people where they were at. What this is really code for is they're praising the Biden administration for not going as far as to tell gay men to not go to the bathhouses. <laughs> that, well, yeah, man, I wish you could see Robin's face. Well, yeah, I mean, but th- this is an amazing theme I've been noticing with the coverage of monkeypox. It's like, well, we got to do it. The government needs to step up and do more and more and more and more. But by the way, don't tell people how they get it. Don't tell people how it's spread and don't tell people how they can prevent getting it. Shouldn't the federal government be uh, closing down bathhouses? I mean, well, yeah, if you're going by I COVID mean, rules, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you've got a communicable disease out there right now that's spreading throughout communities, you would think. Well, and people actually talking about Pride Month and trying to tell people yeah. not to go enjoy themselves. Right. It, that's just crazy to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. I mean, maybe uh, Monday 5, uh, Monkey Business, Skid Row, you know, Monkey Man, the Rolling Stones. I don't know. Shock the monkey. Yes. Well, hey, that, that seems offensive. Okay. What does that mean? Shocking is, the monkey? Is that like a like a penicillin shot sort of thing? <laughs> not sure. That's what your monkey is. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So instead of producing our own, Joe Biden will be going to Saudi Arabia this week. Yeah. Begging for oil. Yeah. I, I saw he wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post justifying it, saying, hey, we got to talk about our strategic partner with Saudi Arabia that I unequivocally condemned not that long ago. Yes, he did. He said part of that op-ed, I know there are many who disagree with my decision to travel to Saudi Arabia. My views on human rights are clear and longstanding, and fundamental freedoms are always on the agenda when I travel abroad. Yeah, okay. As they will be during this trip, yeah. just as they will be in Israel and the West Bank. Okay, fundamental freedoms always on the agenda. But you're always evolving, Joe. We don't know where you're at on anything anymore. Right. Roe v. Wade, that, oh, that was too extreme, I thought. But that, now it's a fundamental right. Whatever, dude. Um, we have to counter Russia's aggression. That's why he's going to Saudi Arabia. Put ourselves in the best possible position to outcompete China and work for the greater stability in a consequential region in the world. To do these things, we have to engage directly with countries that can impact those outcomes. Saudi Arabia is one of them. And when I meet with the Saudi leaders on Friday, my aim will be to strengthen a strategic partnership. He didn't write one word of that. Well, of course not. Going forward, that's based on mutual interests and responsibilities, while also holding true to fundamental American values, like letting them throw gays off rooftops. <laughs> okay, I was made that, that included? Last part. I was no, that say, was, well, I, I added that. Ron before. Klain made a mistake. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see uh, what what comes of this. I know with all the dealings with China and everything else. I mean, it's, he always says he's going to stand up for what he believes in. But hey, they do their thing. We let we let them do it. Yeah. Well, what he believes in is very fluid. Dude, it's over for this guy. Yeah. I mean, you see signs of it every day, and now his own are just completely turning on him. It, it's hit a new low, according to the Real Clear Politics average of about thirty-seven percent approval. Jeez. That's wow. an average of all polls. By the way, do you remember when Saudi State TV did a parody of a Joe Biden press yeah. conference? David didn't like this. No, I don't. I don't like it because Saudi Arabia is a backwards country. I understand. I'm just saying, but he's still going there. Right. They can't stand him. They're like, okay, come beg. Come on over. What do you want? Mm -hmm. They still may not give him what he wants. We'll wait and see. But you're saying the failing New York Times is now talking about Joe Biden's age? Yeah, it actually has to do with the trip to the Middle East because that was supposed to be tacked on with his trip to Europe. But he came back early and presumably because he needed a little bit of downtime. Can't really ha handle the, the schedule uh, that he's given. He couldn't handle the schedule when he was running. No. That, Didn't I mean, have to. Everyone knew it. COVID was the best thing that ever happened in his campaign. Because it kept him oh, off yeah. the campaign trail. Yes, it's true. Uh, but as they write, <laughs> I love I love this, though. The New York Times is saying, hey, guys, did you know that Joe Biden's old? They say managing, managing the schedule of the oldest president in American history presents distinct challenges. And as Mr. Biden insists, he plans to run for a second term. His age has increasingly become an uncomfortable issue for him, his team and his party. He's not going to finish this term. He can't finish a sentence. Right. Sometimes he gives up. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 
<laughs> That's a Hall of Famer right there. That's just punting, isn't it? You're, yeah. I'm done. All right. It's fourth and 18, whatever. We're just going to punt the ball, try to get out of here. Yes. I'm double parked. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, and then every once in a while, he'll get a juice, little piece of adrenaline pumping through the veins. And still. Booking his governor and when he'd be pre-K. The pre-care. <laughs> As the article in the failing New York Times goes, White House staff acknowledged Mr. Biden looks older than just a few years ago. Uh, however, his energy level, while impressive for a man of his age, is not what it was. But, you know, they think he's really able to still do the job. I like how they describe it in the New York Times. He often shuffles when he walks <laughs> and aides worry he will trip on a wire. <laughs> He stumbles over words during public events, and they hold their I mean, breath. Imagine this. What are you talking about? He stumbles over words during public <laughs> events, and they hold their breath to see if he makes it to the end. <laughs> you mean mental health workers? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, most embarrassingly, during his European trip last month, uh, foreign leaders followed his lead while protectively treating him like a distinguished elderly relative. <laughs> The knives are out, man. Now media is turning on him. Media made this guy president, and they're turning on him now because they, they realize, oh gosh, th- he's lower than Trump, and it's not. It's like what six point uh, five or six points lower now than Trump was at this point in his first yes. term. Yes. Yeah. Th- this you isn't got, working. You got other world leaders, Sleep. not outright maybe making fun of him, but like know your place. Well, yeah. you wonder what, what does Joe even say to that, you know? This is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> United States of America. Opening yes. soon in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> the musical. No one said that. Who said that? <laughs> yeah. No, no, actually, I think it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, one of those dinner theaters that's opening up in Reno, the United States of yeah. America. Yes. A rancher becomes president. <laughs> United Stakes of America. And then not to not bar right next door. <laughs> no one not to not. The history books will note it. God. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I got hairy legs. <laughs> I know. Yes. Of course he has hairy legs. Yes. I mean, that stuff could go on and oh, on yeah. and on. Okay. Let's just move on. Okay. Gallup poll. Trusted news outlets hits a historic low. I'm sure you've seen this story over the weekend. I'm not surprised. And honestly, as some people are sad about it, I think it's a great thing. I mean that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, at some point you got to demo the house if, you know, if there's too much rot in the beams. You need people knowing what the truth is. I yeah. agree. Yep. And they bought in it to it for way too long. So both newspapers and TV news have seen another drop in confidence over the last year. Another five percentage points each has been lost. Holy smokes. Okay. Television news is now considered the second least trusted institution in America. You know what first is? Congress. Correct. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yes. Wow. It, yes. So, I, honestly, this is good news. Yeah. Because people know, okay, th- they're just liars. 
We say this on the air all the time. These people lie every day. It's true. I mean, you could go down newscasts every day and pick out lies all over the place, sometimes by omission. You know, because I've been at this a long time, there were some guys that were in newsrooms that I worked with that, again, I never knew how they voted, who they voted for, right. which way they slanted. You yes. can't do that today at all, hardly anywhere. No, I agree. And it used to be, it seemed to me, and David, you have been around newsrooms, that on the local side, say, of yeah. newspapers, TV, news, you had a lot of people you didn't know sort of what side Never. they were on. Never. And covering things locally tried to be as level as possible, I would say. But over time, the crop of, quote, journalists that have come out within the last five to ten years and currently in school, the mindset has completely changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you're on a mission now. Yes. That's the thing. and I, It's I, a purpose. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of people in the local news game, and not all, I don't want to smear everybody or paint everybody with the same broad brush, but there is a reason why a lot of these folks wind up going into corporate PR. One, because, well, it's more money than local news most of the time. Yes. And then also they know how to carry out a message. And that's what yes. it's about. It's not. It's not finding facts. It's not discovering what happened actually and telling the truth. It, I mean, one of the one of the most shocking things to me, and this was part of the, I guess you could say, my personal transformation, was watching the riots in Ferguson all those years ago mm-hmm. and watching a TV reporter from Columbia, Missouri, who'd made the trip about two, two and a half hours over to St. Louis uh, to cover it. And while the rioting was going on, this dude in front of the camera actually put his arm around one of the people who was part of the protest slash riot and was like, yeah, here we go, acting like like it was Bonnaroo or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I can't yeah. imagine doing that. E- even if, I mean, we knew a guy uh, at the time who was, uh, he was a, he still is, I think, a freelance journalist who is absolutely liberal. Oh, but, yeah. But we he, put him on all the time because yeah. he was giving us reports because he was actually on the street. Right. And then there were different people at that protest didn't like him either. No. And that, that's Justin Glaw. And I thought he did great work at the time. I haven't caught up with him in a long time, but um, he did good work. And he actually was reporting the story. And if you were to pick which one of these groups, the, the local TV reporter or the newspaper reporter or this freelance journalist who writes for places like Vice News, which one's going to have the left-leaning bent? I would have told you all day, every day, it would be Justin. It wasn't him. He was actually providing balanced coverage. Right. But the local guys were joining arms and super sympathetic to all the protesters there. Yeah. No one was interested in telling the truth at that time. And it was just right. shocking and demoralizing to me personally watching this, trying to cover it to the best of my abilities from afar, and not being able to trust what was coming out of that town at the time. And as we know now, with the benefit of hindsight, most of it was a lie. Absolutely. Yes. We've seen it time and time again. On a lighter note, you know, looking at the Wall Street Journal, there's some different pieces, and it's not like that's conservative. No. I mean, you have a lot of different information. And I happened to see this, and I clicked it just because I'm like, really? People are ditching shampoo and washing their hair with different items. Have you heard about this phenomenon? Different items? Yes. 
it's the no poo movement. No shampoo. Well, what are the different items? Well, we get to that in the piece. You know what this is, Scott? A backlash against modern hair care. Okay. And part of that is because there's different plastics that can be in the shampoo. Most news anchors have plastic in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole piece talks about the transformation of going without shampoo. And they say, well, once you do it, your hair is softer, all this stuff. But it's this oily, greasy mess for a while. Yeah, it is. Okay. So this one woman says, I let it sit on my hair, talking about this $200 hairbrush that she saved up for that is supposed to help, and then talking about having an egg yolks to make her hair look fuller and shinier. Mm. But it comes out smelling like, well... Egg whites, and they cook, and then it gets yeah. rotten. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the new hairstyle, the Denver omelet. Oh, You can make mistakes with it, that sort of thing. Smelling like scrambled eggs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> See, the world's going nuts. Yeah. Oh, did you hear what Hunter Biden called Jill? You, If you haven't heard this story, this is fantastic. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This was interesting. Saw this. And all of a sudden, there were some people saying, all right, I'm not down with Hunter Biden at all. But I got a little bit of respect for him now. Well, I mean, sometimes he can he can be right. You know, even <laughs> a crackhead clock is right twice a day. It's true. Um, Hunter Biden apparently called his stepmom, Jill Biden, a vindictive moron and an entitled, well, C-word. Oh, in, oh, in text hey, messages after wow. she told him to go to rehab. He goes, mm. bleep my stepmother for always being such a s- selfish, silly, entitled. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he called her a bleeping moron, a, vind- a vindictive moron in a separate text exchange with his uncle, James Biden, just a few days after that. Uh, and then he says, you know, the drunkest I've ever been is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend and you're a bleep grammar teacher that wouldn't survive one class in an ivy league graduate program <laughs> whoa straight fire yikes Whew. oh there's also some other things that have been leaked out online i don't know if you saw that i, yeah, I think it's actually it. from the oh. laptop some some people on the internet are claiming that they hacked his phone i think it was from the laptop though where like he calls uh he calls Joe Biden pedo Peter. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. That is weird. Did you see the video too? Well, one where he's talking to the hooker about yeah. how much crack he bought. Right. They're yeah, weighing, weighing out it. The, yeah, they're weighing it. Crack. I haven't seen that oh yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's on the scale. They're weighing it. Okay. And he and corrects it, her on how much it weighs. And it's just the slow drip of more content coming out of this yeah. thing. And again. Legacy media, nothing on it. They're just waiting till they decide, okay, this is partly how we're going to cancel Joe. Yeah. Wow. So that other part, talking about Jill, so go bleep yourself. Jill, let's all agree I don't like you any more than you like me. Wow. Hmm. Strife in the family. Such a strain on a marriage. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, if the, if the Bidens lived next door to you, you'd move. 
Oh, yeah. They're bad people. And, and, and <laughs> Jill Biden's a horrible human being for, for propping up her husband through all of this. How can you yeah. feel like a good person when you see your husband out there every single day flailing? Because you he, want the power. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't let your kids go outside if Hunter's car was parked in their driveway. Right. It's like, oh, okay, Hunter's hold on. Okay, come on in. <laughs> it's too hot out today. We're going to stay inside. <laughs> Hey, did you see author Stephen King had to apologize for his fake news tweet? He's brilliant. Well, he's got like over six and a half million Twitter followers. Yeah. And he had tweeted out that Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida required notice of political views of students and teachers. God, that's an old story. That's been debunked a million times. Yeah. It was originally what, Salon Magazine? Yeah. Yeah. This guy's supposed to be one of the smartest guys out there. Incredible author, right? Really just brilliant guys. And he can't spot the fake news? Really? He's blinded by hatred. (laughs) And he had to apologize. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day? Yeah, it's kind of a low-key one, but man, uh, more and more you're starting to see the knives come out for Joe Biden when it comes to 2024. And I think it does seem like at this pace... With the drip, 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 drip of negative stories, they're going to try to force him out at some and then, point. And then what's the plan? Yeah, it can't be Kamala. That is, I think I think they'll coast on Kamala for a couple of years. They might. I think they will. Oh my! I don't goodness. know what. Honestly, I mean, realistically, I don't know what the other play could be that doesn't dive into some crazy connect the dots kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness, dude. That's horrifying. I just broke loose. <laughs> All right, we got to get to that. And Robbins, the trifecta, next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, haven't had a chance to get to this yet. Kamala Harris was on Face the Nation yesterday. And, you know, one of the things that we're really starting to see gain momentum is the whispering about whether or not Joe Biden is up to a 2024 run. I think the real conversation is, would he even make it to 2024 as the president? And I'm No, we have bets on it. Yeah, I'm on the side of no. Uh, I don't think Me so. Too. Um, I think probably after the midterms, they'll, they'll get him out because yep. this is not working. Uh, but Kamala Harris was interviewed on Face the Nation and was asked, uh, you know, is Joe going to run in 2024? Hmm. Well, before, of course, she said yes. What does she say now? Another run by former President Trump is possible. He is signaling that. Would that make it more likely that the president runs? He did it before. So, I, you know, listen, I, honestly, right now, let's focus on what we got to do with right now, because I know that's how the president is focused. Okay, stop for a second. Yeah. That's the go-to, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we got to focus right now. Yep. If he was running, they'd say, yes, going to run. Of course he's going to run. Are you kidding me? The economy's doing great. Didn't you hear the economic advisor earlier just say that? <laughs> Come on. You know. He did it before. <laughs> She just can't stop. Warm laugh. She can't stop. All right, here's the rest of the answer. He's focused on doing everything that we discussed, bringing down the cost of of gas, dealing with um, seeing through what we need to do around getting roads and bridges fixed in America, focusing on what we have continued to do under his leadership, 
which is to yeah. improve and strengthen the relationship the United States has around the world. So all signs point to yes. All signs point to good work having happened, but more work to get done. Oh, Dang. man, buddy, that's cold. That's a flat out no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a flat out well, it's no. Certainly not a ringing endorsement, is it? Huh? Remember when they would ask Mike Pence about that when Trump was president, like heading into twenty twenty, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, heading into the twenty twenty election. Yes. Right around the midterms because of the blue wave and all that kind of, which eh, wasn't really much of a blue wave, but um, all because of that, they were wondering, is he going to even, is he going to even run for reelection? They asked Mike Pence that like a hundred times and Mike Pence would say, if President Trump decides he's going to run again, I'm proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with him or, you know, he'd always give the shoulder yes. to shoulder thing or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was never really in question. It was never that evasive. It was never like, well, we'll see. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way she answered that at the very end, oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was already a tell. But this, I mean, come on. Roll that part. All signs point to yes. All signs point to good work having happened, but more work to get done. Yeah, that's a no. Or, or he may run again, but I won't support him. <laughs> well, listen, you're a politician. I mean, uh, someone like her, you lie yeah. for a living. I mean, yeah. all signs point to yes. Well, right now, yes, it's unless there's something I don't know. Right. Unless he chooses. But yes, uh, all to. signs of yes. He said he wanted to run. Yeah. And then you're done. But so always work do to that. be done too with her. There's always work to be done and visions. Well. Always. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also, as we move forward, all agreeing, that, we got to, yeah. you know how she does that. I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. Uh, this is a, an incredibly tight community. I know that. And um, there is no question that this experience is something that is going to linger in terms of the trauma and we'll deal with there what we go. need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular yeah. assault weapons. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Dun 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 So bad at it. Just really, you you picked a profession. And you're terrible at it. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it, Scotty. There should be a triple A for vice presidents. Like they have to go <laughs> they have to go back to California and like the minor leagues and get better at it before you can come back. <laughs> They've tried, man. They brought in the best. I mean the, the best bullpen coach. the bullpen should have some people you know to count on in there. It's just uh, brutal. You ready for your big three stories of the day? Gosh, yeah. You got some beauties today. Yeah, Roll it out. Good. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day right here. Same day every time. And always joined by his hero in life. I'm Casey Hey, man. How are you? Um, good. 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 
Good to know. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, buddy. Okay. I had three. to think about that one a little Let's bit. Let's roll. Number three, uh, some, some people seem to think that Anne Frank, yes, that Anne Frank, had white privilege, Scott. Okay, this was trending on Twitter over the weekend. Hmm. You might have noticed it, by the way. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Um, and I'm wondering, where did this come from? I don't know where it started or how it started, but it seems it stemmed from a notion that Jews had the benefit of their skin color to go unnoticed in public during Hitler's reign of terror. If only temporarily. The theory is twisted. Yet it's being defended right, right now. Someone finally stepped in and said, hey, Anne Frank didn't have any white privilege, you idiots. You want to know why? Jewish people aren't included. When white nationalists define the perfect Aryan race, if you think she did, tell that of the other innocent Jewish people who were slaughtered in concentration camps. Well, the whole point of this, right, is you had these people saying, well, because of Anne Frank's color, she could sort of blend in. Right. If you're a person of color at different times, you can't blend in. Yeah, so like, she actually had white privilege. Do they understand what happened? <laughs> I think so. Golly. Remember when folks were going after Helen Keller? What do you mean? Achieved notoriety and success mm-hmm. in her day due to her own white privilege? I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she had no, a white I, privilege, too. No, I, I mean, I mean, she, Helen Keller does deserve some scorn. I mean, she was a communist. So, literally, I'm not... Well, I, I believe that. And if you want to scorn her for that, that's fine. But not was. white privilege, okay? Yeah. Knock it off. And well, I'd argue like, like many others. Who comes up with this stuff? I, well, I mean, who does that? Lonely people Golly. who have nothing going on in their lives. I mean, I read this story, and I'm like, you have to be kidding me. Yeah. And sometimes college professors, it just depends. Well, they are lonely people, so. Sometimes. Just saying. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Yeah, okay. The top three stories of the day. They yes. make me say that every time. I know, know. I'm not I know. trying to get in your way. I know. All right. Two. Right. <laughs> uh, number two, 85% of liberal college students support reporting their professors for offensive speech. Yeah, this is a 2022 American College Student Freedom, Progress, and Flourishing Survey. 56% of undergrads support reporting professors who say something offensive. Worse, but totally predictably, 70% of independent students support the idea. 85% of liberal students agree. Report them. And stop saying that we're snowflakes. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was offended by what the professor said. In addition, the survey found that 78% of liberal students, 43% of conservative students, 62% of independent students, states say a student should be reported for speech they deem offensive. No. That's what I would say if I were any college. No. Sorry, deal with it. Or go somewhere else. No. You got to you got to start getting ready for the world. We all know what this is in Dude, the end. We got to enjoy these next it's 10 years cuz it's going to get crazy. When these people are running the world. Holy smokes. I don't think it's going to go down that way. There's going to be enough people that understand what's truly happening. We'll take control of the situation. I really do. No, they're not going to put up with this forever. I mean, <laughs> I think it's your old line. You don't have the right to be offended. No, you don't. Dude, it's ridiculous. But, of course, a lot of these colleges, in my opinion, are like, oh, my gosh, we've got to keep this you know, flood of money coming in from these idiotic kids. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, we'll go ahead and play along with your games. Hey, what did but we learn today? that's not the way huh? the real world works. Anne Frank was a white supremacist, and speech is deemed uh, unlawful. No. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Okay, and I think we're all ready for the Yeah, let's final get to story. the third outrage, the, shall we? Th- the third story in the Scott Robbins yes. trifecta. And finally. Yes. One. Number one, uh, floating abortion clinic is coming to the Gulf of Mexico. That's right. California doctor is going to launch a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico to go around state laws banning abortion. I didn't see this one coming. It's easy to imagine that trigger laws will be challenged by lawsuits, though in this case, the abortion clinic is in the Gulf of Mexico and thought to pass legal muster because it'll be in federal waters out of the scope of state laws, much like the gambling boats used to be back in the way back days. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you might need to brush up on maritime law, though, because where do you where do you bring that boat into port? David, that is a good question that has not been answered yet. But the reproductive rights of women endangered by state statutes organization, they say they aim to be a floating health clinic dedicated to offering a full scope of reproductive health and wellness services, including contraception and, of course, abortions. And they'll, they'll get travel to and from, by the way, as well. Mm-hmm. Helicopters and other boats. That's well, one of the things that uh, people on the left are very upset with the administration and Biden about. Yes. What about paying for all our stuff? Right. Where's that in your executive order? Paying that we can go across state lines. Put us up in nice places. They got hmm. a bunch of funding behind this thing, too. A bunch of philanthropic organizations mm-hmm. that agree with their take are throwing money at them. Yeah. So it looks like it could become a reality very soon. You're going to commission the SS dead baby? I mean, <laughs> wow. Good luck to you. Okay, and that's the trifecta. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott David Robbins trifecta. Damn. Top three stories. hot take. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Today, every day. All right. All right. Oh, and another round of Nimrods in the news to get to. And a news update straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Joe Biden was talking about uh, the need to do more when it comes to guns, 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 guns. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I think it was a Parkland father who heckled him today. Yeah, yeah. So you're not doing enough? At his own event, Yeah. Joe Biden snapped at him. Sit down. Well, this guy Ooh. said, you need to hear what I have to say or yeah. something like that. And Biden said, sit down. Yeah. You'll hear what I have to say. So anyway, he is also talking about uh, safe storage for firearms laws. And this is kind of rich considering his crackhead screw up son, Hunter Biden. But here's what the president said. I have four shotguns. Two are mine and two are my deceased sons. They're locked up. Lock and key. Every responsible gun owner that I know does that. Um, Last month, he claimed he only had two shotguns. And Hunter Biden says he has five firearms, which he also illegally obtained because he lied on background check forms about his Hmm. drug abuse. Yes. And one of them, he was waving around naked while there was a hooker in his hotel room. Oh, that's right. Another one wound up in a dumpster. Yeah. Okay, man. I just had a thought in my head, and it's weird. It never stops me from just going right with it live on the air, so I'll just go with it. Okay, you think about Biden, right? 
and you think about the different gaffes, the things that he says, you know he's in decline. Just pretend for a second. If you think, hey, it's not that bad. You guys make more out of it than what it really is. Okay. Let's just say that is your grandfather or your father talking the way Biden talks sometimes. I mean, he thought the shooting in Florida was in 1918, what he said earlier What he said this morning, yeah. Yeah. You know, all sorts of different things over time. I think you know what I'm talking about, okay? True international pressure. Whatever. When do you take away grandpa's guns? Yeah. Boy, that's a good question. And then you think about it. That's the president of the United States. To even consider it for one second. And I think he's fine. I know a lot of different people that can't remember things. They, you know, have a hard time with speech or whatever. They're still responsible with firearms. I'm not saying that. But to even have the question in your head with this guy. And then to realize, well, there is the nuclear arsenal. <laughs> That's Joe. Yeah, he's he's not going to make it. I think you're right. It's after the midterms, and he's going to be gone. Then we'll see what happens. Yep. Okay. Are we all ready for Nimrods? I was thinking there was one other story. Did you have something else to get to first, David? Oh, no. Let's get to Nimrods. Okay. All right. Everybody ready? Do yep. it. Nimrods of the news starts now. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Real quick, I knew what it was. Um, Maybe we'll have more time tomorrow. The best cities to move if you're single, the top two, each one of you guys lived in at one time. That'd be Austin, and number one was Wichita, Kansas. I thought that wow. was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I struggled there. It's weird. Okay, first of all, a <laughs> 26-year-old guy named Dakota Godfrey broke into his grandma's house in Georgia. How did he do it? It's not like you punch a window. I don't know if you've ever been locked out and you just punch the window to get into your own place. He headbutted it. Damn. Yes. Now, apparently he had been living there for a while, but she kicked him out because, well, he kept doing drugs. So she heard the window break, went outside to see what happened. Then the dude, Dakota, threw her to the ground. She's 78. Oh, geez. She's, she's okay. And then he stole the weed eater. We're not quite sure why. Because it had weed in it. <laughs> <laughs> Cops caught up with him nearby. Uh, saw him pushing it down the street in a baby stroller. Man, drugs are bad, kids. Um... Oh, and two cops in Arizona are in trouble. They went undercover to expose massage parlors for offering sexual favors, then accepted the favors in at least eight different places. (laughs) (laughs) That's Nimrod's in the news.